Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show, a program dedicated to bringing you vital and uncompromised truths that you won't hear in the mainstream media, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how these issues relate to family, culture, and the church. The heart of this show is to glorify Jesus Christ and expose the works of darkness as he is commanded in Ephesians 5.11. Now here's your host, Good Fight Ministries' own Chad Davidson. Back on November 24th in 2020, Pastor Joe Schimmel and myself and the rest of the Good Fight Ministries team sat down to discuss discuss what was being called the Great Reset. And at that time, a lot had already transpired in terms of mandates and so forth, only to have things even tightened up more ever since then, more so even our country USA, but places like New Zealand and Australia and other places as well. And over the course of that time since then, we have seen a lot of things happen, even within the body of Christ, from disagreements to agreements, I guess, and also people kind of just really separating and, and really hurting the body of Christ, and also a lot of the world just plain going crazy. So we want to sit down and not only discuss with you What's going on with the Great Reset now, but also what has been exposed regarding Mr. Fauci? And with me to discuss all that is the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. How are we doing today? Doing great. Looking forward to getting this topic. Uh, It's very important. A lot of crazy stuff, as you said, going on, and uh, we need to address it again. Yeah, no, I think it is really important. And one of the things we want to do is revisit some of these clips uh, that we had already discussed at length at the time. But really, Joe, over just, it's all, you know, a year and a half it's been. And there has been a lot transpired. There's, I know for us, we've had situations where everything was locked down. We've had things open up and then kind of in this in-between where some places you go, you got to wear a mask. Most places, at least in our town, a lot of places you don't, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And it seems like the trusting the science uh, idea is something that has typically not been trusting the science, but trusting the narrative that's being pushed. And most recently, which we're going to get into in more depth, most recently with Dr. Fauci, it seems like he has been, I guess, a bit of a spark plug in terms of for sitting at Senate seat meetings with them asking questions. And in the beginning, he was beloved. And then you had this whole situation where it seems like, you know, labs that he's involved with are torturing dogs and, and so forth. And then finally, it seems like people on the left were a little upset with him when it came to that. But there just seems to be a lot of deceit and a lot of deception and a lot of dishonesty going on. Yeah, last night I gave a message called COVID Lies, Wednesday Night Bible Study Message. I was trying not to say that so you don't get dinged. (laughs) But yes, no, it's a good message. You guys should check it out. Yeah, Yeah, you get dinged if you just... Use the word, yeah. You know, it's like Animal Farm, you know? (laughs) Uh, It's crazy. But it's interesting because I could have called it that title and hysteria. And we have to be careful that we don't get into the lies or the hysteria. There's a lot of misinformation on both sides of the aisle. And I've watched it happen. And I've seen reputable people, for the most part, quote all kinds of information that are conservatives and later have egg on their face. Yeah. And I want to make sure that didn't happen. And I didn't give any misinformation out, so I've been very careful. And the information is fluid. The, the, the data continues to uh, change. But there's some things that remain the same. And that is that Fauci lies 
and lies and lies. And the government, much many of the leaders in the government lie and lie and lie. And the mainstream media lies and lies and lies. And at the same time, we know this is what the scriptures say would ha take place prophetically. And when I was doing that message last night, you want to, may want to check that out, uh, wasn't it, Bible study? Blessed uh, Hope Chapel. Uh, Blessed Hope Chapel yeah. website. Uh, we, we covered a whole lot of ground, and I just went at, through lie after lie after lie after lie and gave the big picture on it. Uh, but he lost credibility with me from the outset. Here's the leader uh, when there's this, you know, uh, pandemic, quote-unquote, and it is a pandemic to a degree. A lot of people have died, uh, but it wasn't the pandemic they claimed it would be. Uh, but a, a lot of people did die, and it's a huge concern. And many of us have lost somebody that we know, you know. And at the same time, the scriptures warn in Isaiah, uh, the Lord warns through Isaiah, not, you know, for the people not to cry conspiracy, conspiracy. And what happens is, and it doesn't mean that you can't pinpoint the reality of a conspiracy that's real. The conspire, the, the Latin word that comes from means for two people to breathe together, to, to, to have an idea together. And when it's nefarious, that's a conspiracy. And even Isaiah, when he's talking about those who are saying conspiracy, conspiracy, they weren't wrong in what they were saying in regard to what was happening. The Assyrians were coming. They were going to take the uh, northern kingdom of Israel, uh, which they did. And so they weren't wrong regarding the information, but it was the hysteria that went along with it and fearing man. It gave their eyes off of God and on man and freaking out. And that's what a lot of professing Christians are doing. This is the end of the world. No, it's not the end of the world. Read the book of Revelation. There's a whole lot of things that have to happen. <laughs> yeah, Does it man. fit in to where it's going? Yeah, I believe a lot of... Uh, the, the forces that, at work that are using this as a means to get power are real. But the Lord says, don't not to fear man when he says, they're saying conspiracy, conspiracy, but he said, let me be your dread. And that's the problem in the body of Christ is people aren't fearing God. They're fearing this disease. Uh, they're fearing uh, government. They're fearing people. So you have people freaked out on both sides and they're missing the opportunity to share the gospel. Amen. We can't miss the big picture. So, uh, but he lost credibility with me from the very beginning when he told people that, uh, when he went back and he admitted that he was lying when he first said that the masks don't work, you know, don't wear the masks, you don't have to worry about them. And, and then uh, and he was probably going from the influenza studies, which showed uh, for the most part, you know, uh, they're marginal, if there's even any benefit from the, uh, you know, the cloth mask. And now the N95 masks, some studies show that they work all right. Uh, you're still playing roulette with your life if you're around someone with COVID, even with those on. So he came back and admitted that he was lying, but he was saying, I did it. I was doing it because I didn't want them to gobble up the, the, you know, the good mask from the medical market. And I realized, oh, dude, you are just a liar, and you'll say things to manipulate the world. Uh, so when he was standing with Trump, I never trusted the guy. And now we see that he's a major player, and we see that uh, a lot of the top epidemiologists that are under his uh, influence and his organization pays them, you know, and they know they have to be in good standing. So a lot of them just walk in lock footstep with them. And But you have, the, you know, the one guy from Stanford and the guy from Oxford and the guy from Harvard, uh, these three epidemiologists who band together with many other epidemiologists who've come against a lot of what he's saying. And he's tried to blackball them. And it is kind of living like living in a communist country almost. Thank God we do have some freedoms. So there are definitely concerns that we ought to have. We ought to be able to say, hey, this is what's happening. But we need to make sure the Lord is our fear that he's the one we're looking to, that that we know that he says we see these things begin to come to pass. Look up for your redemption is drawing near. We're not supposed to be freaking out. And we're not supposed to get eyes off the ball. And, every, you know, if you get 50 people in a room and you ask them their opinions on COVID, you're pretty much going to get 50 different opinions. Mm -hmm. So don't automatically think that you just know your opinion is the exact right one. We need to love one another in the body of Christ. And the Bible says 
regarding certain issues, and this is not an issue that's really clear in Scripture, uh, says like in Romans 14, uh, regarding the different days of worship, regarding whether one can drink wine or not at all, whether one can eat meat or not, says let each one be persuaded in his own mind. But Paul said don't accept each other for the sake of judging each other's opinions. So we're not supposed to be out to try to attack each other. We're supposed to love each other and try to help each other understand what's going on here. And at the same time, all of us Christians, I don't care where you land on this and where where you land on it specifically, you ought to be very aware that there's a lot of lies going around. And I quoted, and I won't go through all those lies because I just did that uh, last uh, Wednesday night, and we covered a whole lot of them. And maybe I'll mention a few of them, but but Fauci's lied over and over again. You know. Yeah, and I think one of the things that has happened is this this line that has supposedly been drawn in the sand where you're typically either somebody who some people have isolated. In fact, I was getting my hair cut last week and I was sharing the gospel with the guy cutting my hair and he said, yeah, my brother's in Cleveland and he literally has not left his house since 2020. I mean, back in March of 2020, he has not left his house and and, and mm-hmm. so forth. So some people have isolated themselves to that regard. Yeah. And then you have on the other side, and I, I don't mean this as extreme, but the fact is, is that there have been so many people, and I believe that people in the name of Christianity have now come alongside guys like Sean Foyt and these guys that are like, well, I'm fighting for your freedom. And then you have pastors up there taking their ties off, acting like they're in a strip club, joking that we're, we're open because strip clubs are open and so forth. And this kind of nonsense, without any exegesis of biblical scripture, without having any real doctrine to teach people, has opened the floodgates for them to say, well, look at all the great numbers we have, bragging about we stayed open, we kept these great numbers and so forth. And it's like, well, praise God that the church stayed open. That's that's great if you're a biblical church. But the reality is, is so many of them are caught up in things like the seven mountain mandate the NAR movement, Mm -hmm. and so forth. And so now the very thing that you're supposed to be, well, okay, well, maybe I want to go to church and I want to be involved and I want to do these things, but now you're getting wrapped up in a patriotic, in the name of patriotism. You're getting wrapped up and now you're right alongside the New Agers. And you're like, well, we're all on the same goal. And we've been exposing that, right, Chad? Yeah, amen. Showing that a lot of the professing Christian leaders have been teaming up with New Age leaders. And that's what's interesting when you read Matthew 24 and it talks about the end of days and uh, talks about there'll be wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes in various places and nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom and Luke 21, which is also part of the Olivet Discourse, says there'll be plagues, you know, diseases and so forth. And what's interesting here, that's when Jesus says it's in that context. Uh, he begins by, before he even says that, see to it that no one must lead you. And then in that context, he warns of false Christ and false prophets. And that's a very huge concern because the concern is, is that when there's upheaval, that's when the false prophets will emerge and gain followers. Now, we know that the secular humanist false prophets and government, I mean, when COVID just started, I was driving down the road and I just was like, oh, there it is, man. I mean, it just got going and Governor Newsom, we live in California. He's asked, is this the you know a time where you guys look at this opportunity to implement some of your plans, which we'll see a little bit with Trudeau in Canada. I mean, it's like, wow, man, they're marching to the same drummer. It's the same spirit. And he said, well, and I was surprised. I thought he'd hold back that and he's probably got a lot of plans he wants to implement now because as Robbie Manuel, the you know chief staff of uh, what was it Obama, White House, said, you know, never let a, a, a bad uh, a crisis go to waste. And he basically said, yeah, we want to implement. We're talking about implementing certain things we wouldn't otherwise be able to implement. So we know these things are happening, but got that same thing is happening in the church. 
So now there's people that say, hey, man, let's really, really promote the seven mountain mandate. This is the way to go. Let's really promote dominionism. And that's what Jesus was concerned about is that we get our eyes off of what he says about the prophetic roadmap into the scripture where we're securing Christ and abiding in his word. And we get off the beaten path, off the straight and narrow onto the broad road to destruction. Yeah, and, and I think that's the most important thing is we want to make sure that we're keeping in with right doctrine and we're not tying ourselves to this side because maybe it can benefit us a little bit, you know, politically or whatever it may be. And it is dangerous. And so we want to point that out. But that doesn't mean that we just go, oh, you know, everything Dr. Fauci says is all right. Let's just fall right in line with, you know, the prince of the power of the air, the people that are walking with the sons of disobedience. Let's just go right alongside there. And as Joe already mentioned, this first clip we're going to be playing is from our our uh, the, the uh, show that we did on the Great Reset back in November of 2020. And you can see them talking about it so gleefully. Building back better means getting support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development and the SDGs. Canada is here to listen and to help. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. So we see there, he has seen this as a great opportunity for a reset. Joe, what's going on? Well, that term great reset has been used for years by these elitists uh, that are globalists uh, who want to bring a one world government about, a one world economy and so forth. And it's important to understand the Bible talks about how the mystery of iniquity is already at work. So we may not even see the end game ultimately of the Antichrist system in our lifetime. We may. We always need to be prepared. Uh, scripturally speaking, it's important to understand the Bible also says that the spirit of Antichrist is already in the world in the first century. So that mystery of iniquity is already at work, as Paul said. The spirit of Antichrist was already at work, as the Apostle John said in 1 John, that one's in 2 Thessalonians 2. And it's important that we understand the scriptures. I love scriptures that talk about like the Bereans, how they were more, more noble than those of Thessalonica because they, they basically, you know, searched the scriptures say daily to see if what Paul was saying was true. But I also love in the Old Testament where it talks about the sons of Issachar who says they understood the times. And it's important that we understand the times. You really want to understand the scripture. You want to make sure you're in the scripture, in love with the Lord, his word, and what he says about the future. In fact, the religious leaders of Jesus' day missed his first coming. And he said, you guys can discern the weather. You see when the sky's red, you know the rain's coming the next day. But you didn't understand the times, and they missed it. And we don't want to miss his second coming because he gave us a lot of warnings about that. Or we don't want to fall for a false Christ, like, for instance, the Antichrist. So, Joe, in that clip, you're obviously, we're, we're, we're piggybacking on what Trudeau had already made clear about, you know. About the, like what Newsom said. A lot like what Newsom said. In fact, if you go back and see the rest of the video, you actually mentioned that Newsom clip specifically that you were driving and hearing him talk about. And this is so, so common that we find that this idea of waiting until an event happens and now I can get my policies across. And it really is sick. And ultimately, it's it's from the evil one. Yeah, they actually rejoice in calamity because it allows them to advance their their agenda. No, and, and it is it is heartbreaking. But one of the things that we talked about in that episode that was really important, and we wanted to play this. This is a longer clip from that episode, and it specifically is dealing with the NWO, the New World Order, where Joe is going to be explaining to you kind of 
what that's all about and really where it's leading. And specifically, when we talk about this clip, you're going to be talking about a meeting that happened in 2019. And I, I got to have you guys hear this because this is important. If you hadn't seen The Great Reset when we filmed that and did that originally in 2020, see it now and see how important it is to have this information. But it's interesting when we talk about the great, great reset, uh, what's that going to look like, you know? Uh, you know, you have little hints dropped here and there, but they're talking about globalism. And one of the best ways to understand about, you know, regarding what the great reset is, is uh, an event that took place uh, just before COVID hit, just a few months before COVID hit us in 2019, just over a year ago. Uh, just over a you know a, a month earlier than us we're in november right now so a month before you know in october of 2019 we're in 2020 right now uh bill gates his foundation uh major players got together at a big round table it was an invite only meeting and it was world elites cia uh world bank uh world economic forum you know uh Big, big shots, you know, all got together and had basically like a war game, a planned exercise in case, you know, basically simulating what it'd be like if there was a pandemic. And it was based uh, largely upon a pig with coronavirus. And that virus would spread to people and how we could manage it. And they got together uh, just over a year ago to do that, just a couple months before coronavirus hit and just spread throughout the world. In fact, it's interesting, at least 15 entities, uh, a couple I didn't mention, would also be the U.S. Uh, Center of Disease Control, United Nations, and on and on, along with the others and many more. And they talked about everything from the stock market crashing, how we deal with that. They talked about travel bans. They talked about vaccinations. They talked about how what they would do with the internet. They talked about would we have to shut the internet down, concerned about all the conspiratorialists, and now that might be too uh, that might be too strong to talk about because you know uh, that'll just kind of feed into what they're saying. So maybe we need to just flood the internet with our message. I mean, it's kind of interesting, and I'm not saying uh, the disease. You know, we're not going on record saying the disease was manufactured. What we are going to say is, yeah, elites for years have been looking forward, as Robbie Manuel said, not to let a crisis go to waste, but to use it to further their agendas, and they have a globalistic agenda. So it's interesting, you can, uh, you know, event 201, a number of the things that they talked about there, which I think also is quite fascinating, is is basically how Google and Amazon and Facebook and Twitter and Microsoft and Apple would lead the way by their example, you know, uh, they, they wanted a unified message, uh, cohesion between the nations and so forth. So it's interesting when you look at this, in February, February 28th, an article uh, just, you know, just less than a year ago, New England Journal of Medicine by, by Gates that he wrote. In the past week, COVID-19, this is right after their war games, you know, and then all of a sudden it breaks out. And he writes the, uh, the you know, New England Journal of Medicine. In the past week, COVID-19 has started behaving a lot like once in a century pathogen that we've worried about. I hope it's not that bad, but we should assume uh, that it will be until we know otherwise. In other words, let's assume it's going to, because they were predicting maybe 65 million people would be dead. That was in their simulation, okay? And we're not saying this is, you know, this was exactly and this is what happened and they planned this whole thing. What we are saying again is they've been planning for things like this uh, in the hopes of being able to bring the world together and bring forth their globalism. 
So I think it's important when we check this out because it's, it's really, really rich. I mean, even one of the participants, and I think this is quite interesting, uh, uh, mentioned that Bill Gates has poured a lot of money into algorithms and, and uh, uh, information on social media platforms to make sure that people could trust the information whoever's putting, posting what, putting what forward and so forth. I mean, we got our first flag on YouTube, didn't we? You know, just yeah. recently because uh, Chad put up, a, you know, a meme of a baby in a yeah, on womb Facebook, yeah. on Facebook saying, mommy, please don't, you know? And that was flagged as untrue, you know? And it's <laughs> like, come on, it's hyperbole showing that there's a baby being killed there, you know? But anyway, another participant in this, it's called Event 201. You can look it up. It's been reported on the internet. This was just before the so-called, you know, the before the pandemic, okay? And another participant was a Chinese guy. By the way, Chinese were involved in this. Their uh, disease prevention group was one of the 15 entities. That's just all pretty crazy when you think about it. Uh, talked about uh, we should be concerned about making sure we stop the tide or how we deal with the, con uh, the, 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 the what might be floated as this is a man-made deal. How are we gonna counter that? I'm like, the Chinese guy of all people, you know, he wants to make sure we stop the, uh, idea that it's a man-made you know situation so it's interesting what i was blown away on is bill gates later on several months later denied that there was anybody simulating or planning for this and basically stated that uh now here we are we didn't simulate this we didn't practice and i'm like yeah you did several you know several months before you said this and a couple months before it happened you, you simulated you're right there you're one of the main guys that was there yeah, in fact, uh, we actually have a clip they're going to be playing of Bill Gates right now. There'll be time for those postmortems. You know, uh, very few countries are going to get an A grade for uh, what uh, that scrambling looked like. And now here we are. You know, we, we didn't simulate this. We didn't practice. So both the health policies and economic policies, we find ourselves in uncharted territory. So you have him here in April saying, we didn't plan for this, we didn't know this, but they had this event, when was this? Uh, October, it was October 2019, a couple months before COVID hit, and they planned it in respect to it being in November and December, if it hit in November, December, which is kind of crazy too. You know, it's interesting, Joe, because since then, so much stuff has come out, whether it's Bill Gates visiting Epstein, you know, and so forth, and his wife or ex-wife now being uncomfortable, some of the weird stuff in their relationship and some of the awkward conversations and, and things of him, you know, on screen and so forth. And we also looked at Microsoft during that time, uh, but and, and Marina Abramovich and getting involved with then Satanist Marina Abramovich. And it's just really interesting. And by the way, guys, if you guys didn't know, that was a time back then when we did that show where we were filming uh, four shows a week and on our Good Fight Radio Show channel, which you can still go back and watch all those videos. It'll soon turn into a clip channel where we're using shorter clips, but you can check out all those videos where we touched on these topics over and over. We probably did 12 different episodes regarding either COVID or Bill Gates. I'm already messing up the algorithm here, but uh, regarding one of those things, and it's they're all really, really important. You can check those out on that channel to isolate them. But we've talked about this, whether it's Bill Gates, whether it's the NWO, and you know, in that Great Reset, uh, one of the clips from it has it's because everyone thinks, oh, you know, it's all these, you know, it's it's Biden, it's Fauci, and these guys in left wing, but guys like George Bush were pushing the New World Order, right? That's right yeah. Guy, obviously, Obama and Biden very well were push are pushing are still pushing the New World Order, 
And it's just really interesting when you put all the pieces together and then you add a Bill Gates, why on earth is he like the leading guy in vaccinations trying to get these out across the world? He's a he's a Microsoft guy. He's a, he's a software guy. Just incredible. And this stuff's been going on for a while. Yeah, I think it's crazy uh, regarding Bill Gates. I, we've been watching him because uh, he's got a lot of, uh, obviously he's a major player. And I think it's fascinating that he just came out been in the news last couple of days uh, where he says, you know, he's actually criticizing the vaccinations now. And I thought, oh, I just knew. I thought if I click this and start to see his angle, what if it's going to fit in with some of the other stuff he's doing? And he had two complaints about the vaccinations. Uh, he's like, number one, uh, the duration. They don't last very long because you have to need, you need boosters. And now we're finding out that if you get more than one or two boosters, according to the EU and their, their medical division there, is saying that they can actually weaken your immune system, make you actually weaker and the body tired and so forth. Uh, so he says the duration, he says, and also it doesn't keep uh, you getting from getting the disease and from transferring it. And he's correct on that. But he says we need to develop something new. And that's what I'm concerned about because he's been working on something new to go along with the vaccinations and maybe a primo vaccination. And we're, we're saying, and we have a whole message on A, because some people are saying this is the mark of the beast. And if you got the vaccination, you're damned to hell and you can't be saved and so forth. And and that's just, that's that's back to the conspiracy, conspiracy, people going beyond the scripture and so forth. And we've refuted that from Scripture. No, the Antichrist will be worship, being worshipped in the temple. It'll be his mark. It'll be, uh, it'll be for worship. There'll be an angel flying through the midheavens warning people not to take it. Uh, the temple will have to have been rebuilt by then and so forth. Uh, but at the same time, we do believe that uh, the power, there's a lot of dark forces at work, and they would love to utilize the hysteria and the panic that's being caused through this. In fact, they're trying to fan the flames of hysteria because they want people to just basically, you know, uh, fall in rank and submit to everything they say and ultimately march people and this the spirit that's behind this uh, march people into the the new world under order under the antichrist and it's interesting that bill gates uh funded you know studies being done or work being done by rice university by mit uh to develop a uh, an implant into the human body that can track people who have the vaccination and who don't have the vaccination uh in fact uh this is quite interesting I'll read you a couple quotes that I think are fascinating that I think we should need to be aware of. And I just think it's interesting because Bill Gates, and this is from, uh, you know, uh, MIT News. Uh, Story Medical, and who he's working with, with and Rice University, right? Story Medical Information Below the Skin Surface, Specialized Invisible Dye, Delivered Along with a Vaccine, Could Enable On-Patient Storage of Vaccination History to Save Lives. MIT researchers have now developed a novel way to record a patient's vaccination history. Storing the data in a pattern or a dye, an invisible, invisible naked eye that is delivered under the skin at the same time as the vaccine. Interesting, huh? Uh, in areas where uh, paper vaccination cards are often lost or do not exist at all, uh, and electronic databases are unheard of, this technology could enable the rapid anonymous detection of patient vaccination history to ensure that every child is vaccinated, says Kevin McHugh, a former MIT postdoc who is now assistant professor of bioengineering at Rice University. Uh, it's interesting because with this uh, biohack info states that uh, Bill Gates' work on the implant with these guys or his partnership, Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates has launched human implantable capsules that have, quote, digital certificates, end quote, which can uh, show who has been tested for the coronavirus and who has been vaccinated against it and so forth. So it's basically, you know, you're going to get take an implant 
uh, to basically show where you're at and how you fit in the system. And of course, uh, the mandates today, this very day, as Chad and I are doing this show, uh, the mandates were slapped down by the Supreme Court. Um, we're not talking about uh, mandates for that. They Actually, it was kind of a, a mixed uh, deal. There was They upheld the mandates for uh, medical people, people that are in the medical fields that are being taken, that have are tied to Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, so the government's allowed to still issue mandates to them. But to the private sector, those having 100 employees or more, uh, six to three vote, uh, they voted it down, saying, no, this isn't, isn't uh, constitutional, which is good news. At the same time, it's kind of interesting, though, because when we look at the hysteria, uh, the three liberals, that, and there's more than three there, okay, Roberts uh, could go back and forth at times, uh, the three liberals that voted for the mandates to just basically uh, police everybody, to force you to inject something into your body, whether you, you believe the vaccinations are useful or not. That's, you know, many of us would be against that, whether you're for or against the vaccinations. And it's interesting uh, because listen to what these, these all, the, all, all three Supreme Court, because last week when they were hearing, they, you know, they're they hearing the oral arguments of the Biden administra- administration and so forth, uh, you had Sotomayor and you had uh, Breyer, you know, you had all three of the liberals uh, spout off a bunch of lies. I mean, just bold-faced lies. In fact, you had Breyer, uh, 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 Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer, uh, he lied claiming that the vaccine prevents uh, infection, and which we know it doesn't now, and that uh, there were a bunch of people at death's door as of the day before, he said, where he says in the United States, the U.S. reported 750 million new cases the day before. Yeah, yeah, Breyer reported 750 million new cases the day before now in the United States. Now, that's over twice as many people as we have in our country. So that, unless there's a lot more illegal aliens that I know about, and it, I mean, and he said every that's how many new reports were the day before. Uh, just a blow mind. And then Supreme Court Justice uh, Lena Kagan, uh, Kagan, she claimed that vaccines mask uh, the mask prevent uh, the disease and that of workers, she said, quote, they have to get it vaccinated so that you're not transmitting the disease that can kill uh, elderly Medicare patients and that can kill sick Medicaid patients. I mean, that seems like a pretty basic infection uh, prevention measure, end quote. And I'll tell you why this is so deceptive is the studies have come out now and you can look at the studies that have been reported where they've done mass studies uh, the Cato, Cato Institute just did a looked at a whole bunch of different studies and so forth, and and it's marginal uh, when they do the the, the best random testing uh, that there's success with the cloth mask. Now it does seem like the N95 masks work, but they're not just telling everybody wear the N95 mask, and they don't even work fully. They work maybe 50, 60 percent, depending on the study you look at. Uh, it's kind of interesting because right here this ends up being a lie. It's come it's, it's people. She's saying people that are vaccinated don't you know, spread the disease. So what she's, what these folks are doing is they're killing tens of thousands of people potentially because they're telling people, they're telling grandma who has maybe two or three or four comorbidities that you'll be safe if you wear a mask. So grandma can go around people, she can go around her husband who has COVID thinking she's fine as long as she wears a mask and she, they just killed her. How many times does that happen? Or they're being told, grandma, if you get the vaccination, you can't get COVID, you can't give it to your husband who has diabetes. Boom, she gets it, thinking she's vaccinated and she's okay. She gives it to her husband, her husband dies. So what I'm saying is these lies are all about creating more and more hysteria. And it's it, to me, the biggest lies were by the third liberal uh, Supreme Court justice, and that would be uh, Sotomayor. Sotomayor, yeah. yeah. She said three different things that were quite crazy. Uh, she stated, you know, and to me, this just makes you want to 
want to throw up when you read what she's saying, what these guys are saying, but she says that uh, that because of Omicron, that deaths because of COVID right now just became, uh, you, you know, we have more deaths than ever right now, which isn't true. Uh, Omicron is Omicron, so I pronounce it because the Greek alphabet, we, we say Omicron in Koine Greek, but uh, Omicron basically, you know, is considered mild compared to Delta and the original COVID-19. In fact, it's still deadly, so you still would have to be careful with it. They say it's about 80% less deadly because it doesn't typically reach into the lungs and attack it. And that's not the only thing she said. She said, quote, we have over 100,000 children, which, we, uh, which we've never had before, in serious condition, many on ventilators. That was absolutely a lie. Even the CDC director went on Fox News and said that wasn't true. Oh, yeah. She said, yeah, there's 5,000 children, not 100,000, that went to the hospital, and some of them were admitted, but most... Many, if not most, yeah. uh, left the hospital. They weren't admitted, and they came for other reasons, not COVID. And her third, you know, well... And that was pretty much just an ad for vaccines the whole time anyways, and she still had to admit that that was nonsense. And these guys, the Supreme Court... Yeah, these are supposed to be some of the smartest people in the world. I mean, <laughs> Bayer, I mean, he can't even get his math right. I mean, it's six, wow, you know. <laughs> and, and she also said that Omicron is as, as dangerous as Delta, which is a lie. You know, that's as deadly. Yeah, at that time she of said, the, quote, yeah. it's as deadly as Delta, quote, unquote, just last week. These are lies, folks. And yeah. you, you have, the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. The Bible says, curse is the one who puts his, his trust in man. We have to trust the Lord God and him only, okay? I'm not saying don't be wise. I think you need to be very, very wise. Yeah. These, this, this, these are diseases that can kill you. Uh, COVID-19. Especially comorbidities. Yeah, that's yeah, you the, have comorbidities. The you need to be especially careful. So I've advocated yeah. that for a long time. And I encourage Christians that you have to be more than anybody else on the planet. If you have if you have COVID-19, you ought to be more careful than anybody because we're supposed to have love of Christ in our hearts where you don't want to affect somebody else, where you go the extra mile and make sure you're being careful. But at the same time, we need to know what's going on around us and the world that we live in. And as we walk in love, we need to also keep our armor on and also be aware of the lies that are being uh, proliferated. Yeah, I think that's important. You know, it's interesting because even in that CD, the, the CDC director, when she was on that news show, they were like, is there only one reported death from Omicron at the time? Uh, and that's what she said. Yeah. And we got to look into that. It was in Texas. And mm -hmm. it's just so it's so interesting, you know, but we do. It, one of the things that you do try to do is make sure that you are keeping up with what's going on and you don't say, well, I found this stat out or I found this out, you know, and so I'm just sticking with this. Well, a lot of times we learn that's what takes place. Now, I think a lot of this is deceit, and that's what we're talking about regarding specifically Dr. Fauci here, who we have as the featured member of the show, uh, because the fact is, is that he has been deceitful, as Joe had already mentioned in the very beginning yeah, of the before show. Before you go on real quick, yes, I mean, yes, let's yes. just talk about some of his other lies. Yeah. Acting like boosters are the answer. No. Acting like the va if you get vaccinated, you won't, you won't get the disease. No. Over and over again, he's pushed a lot of lies besides, and by the way, he was saying you don't need a mask now. Then he was saying, then he was one of those pretending that the cloth mask would work. How many people did he kill as a result of that? No, and it's true. This guy has been a liar. This was the guy pushing the same mask mandate. And, uh, you know, I've always been a big baseball fan. I, I like the Dodgers. And I remember I'm going to be so upset. I remember, like, I'm going to be sitting here, and this guy's probably going to be at a baseball. And I was joking about it before the season started. And I said, this guy's probably going to be at a baseball game without a mask on. You know, that'd be the kind of stuff that he'd pull. And that's what happened. He threw yeah. the first pitch out for the Washington Nationals. And he's sitting there. One, And it was like, 
It was so funny. It was like the Three Stooges because all three of them had a different mask in a different place, and it was so interesting. Except and for on their around their nose exactly, and mouth. Right? Except for on their nose and mouth. I thought you were talking about Fauci. And, not that I call them Stooges, but you got Fauci, but then you got Newsom not wearing the mask at this expensive restaurant. Yeah. When he was creating the hysteria, you have Nancy Pelosi getting her hair done privately when they were all shut down, but she gets a store opened up. She's oh, yeah. not wearing a mask. I mean, it reminds me of Jesus' words, woe unto the hypocrite. No, yeah, and then you obviously had multiple uh, multiple congressmen after having a meeting about what was going to be taking place here in the United States, then selling stock, buying stock in those private We're the little regions. people. They're the ruling elite. You know, it's lockstep, follow us, do, but, but don't do what we do, just do what we say. And the most important thing is, and, and that's why we do these shows, that's why we're talking about, is that the only... The only hope that you have in this world, period, is Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And anything else that you're like, well, once we get the officials in, once Trump gets in there, who's pushed this thing just about as hard as anyone else, because why? He's also the one who, you know, what was it, fast track that they were trying to get along and say, we'll get the military handing out vaccines and so forth. And now, of course, what is he going to back out from it now? No. He goes on shows. No, there's nothing wrong with this. You got to take this and so forth. And you know, the reality is, is that if you place your hope in man, it is a judgment to you, according to Jeremiah chapter 17. You cannot put any faith in any man. That includes us. You need to make sure that what we say is in accordance yep. with the scripture. Test us, man. And, and test us, test everything in accordance with scripture. Test all things and hold fast to that which is good. And this is important. And so when it comes to this, when it comes to the Great Reset, when it comes to recognizing the deceit of Dr. Anthony Fauci, the reality is, is you put your trust in Jesus and Jesus alone. And that's the most important thing. And I want to tell you this, and we have a lot of people watching right now, so I think it's a great time to be able to show this clip just in case this clip is something that gets our video taken down. At least, you know, the 500 or so people that are watching right now will be able to see it. Live because watchers, yeah. the, the, this is really, really important. And make sure if they allow you to share this stuff, because this is important. This is really important. And people are getting shut down. Pages are getting taken down and, and so forth. But this is going to be a clip that is from the Project Veritas's Instagram page. And you guys have to see this when it when we talk about gain of function and so forth, when it talks about having prior knowledge, just like you talked about from the show two years ago about specifically them having a meeting and knowing about certain things, it seems as though, just watch this clip, look at the documents, and tell and, us what and, you and think. And maybe yeah. before you play that, just yeah. to set up just a little bit more, only because there's some people who are saying gain of function, and they're going to be hearing the terminology, but being, I don't know what they're talking about. Is and, and some people just haven't really followed the nitty-gritty of some of this, but uh, Fauci has been accused of his agency, co you know, working with, uh, you know, Echo System, uh, at working with another group and sending money under the radar when our government said, no, you can't use our government money and send it to China. And he was they were sending it apparently to the Wuhan lab to cause gain-of-function or research what's called virus gain-of-functioning, meaning manipulating viruses in such a way where they become, they, more, they become more effective, where they can even leap from, per se, an animal by manipulating the virus to a human being, or they can, un, or they have, and some would say, well, it's just to see, it, and this happens, they, they investigate these viruses, see how effective they are, and some are concerned that these would be used as bioweapons, especially when you're working with the Chinese, who were, with the, the United States government had tariffs against, you know, and somehow, you know, uh, there's been a lot of accusations by Rand Paul and others that, that Fauci has been doing, had his organization been doing just that, sending money to create, help create what happened here. Not that they did intentionally. We're not saying they did. We're not we saying they didn't either, <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah, no, amen, guys. And we want you to the see Lord this knows. clip. And, 
you know, hopefully, and hopefully this video stays up and, and you guys be blessed by it. But nonetheless, check this clip out so you can get a, a, a little better grasp of just how it, dirty it looks like his hands truly are. Project Veritas has obtained never before seen military documents regarding the origins of COVID-19, gain of function research, vaccines, potential treatments which have been suppressed, and the government's effort to conceal all of this. Dr. Anthony Fauci has testified many times before Congress stating that the U.S. government was never involved in gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Will you today finally take some responsibility for funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator, with all due respect, I disagree with so many of the things that you've said. Gain, first of all, gain-of-function is a very nebulous term. But That's the thing is, is you're still unwilling to admit that they gained in function when they say they became sicker. They gained in right. lethality. It's a right. new virus. That's not gain of function? According to the definition that is currently <laughs> operable. We're not going to get anywhere right. close to trying to prevent another lab leak of this dangerous sort of experiment. You won't admit well, that it's dangerous, and for that lack of judgment, I think it's time that you resign. You have said that I am unwilling to take any responsibility for the current pandemic. I have no responsibility for the current pandemic. That assertion is based on the NIH's definition of gain of function. However, the documents we've obtained refute that. The documents in question stem from a report at the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, better known as DARPA, which were hidden in a top-secret share drive. But what is DARPA? They are an agency under the U.S. Department of Defense, which facilitates research and technology with potential military applications. Dr. Stephen Walker was the director of DARPA at the time of the EcoHealth Alliance proposal. A source sent us this video of Dr. Walker talking about research they were exploring related to mRNA technology and its potential application with military personnel in the field. About, uh, about a thousand years ago, so up an Though the main report regarding the EcoHealth Alliance proposal leaked on the internet a couple of months ago, it has remained unverified until now. Project Veritas has obtained a separate report to the Inspector General of the Department of Defense, written by the U.S. Marine Corps Major Joseph Murphy, a former DARPA fellow. Major Murphy makes claims in his report to the Inspector General that, if true, could be damning to the official narrative that has been played out to the world over the past two years. Major Murphy's report states that EcoHealth Alliance approached DARPA in March 2018 seeking funding to conduct gain-of-function research of bat-borne coronaviruses. The proposal was named Project Diffuse. DARPA rejected the proposal because the work was too dangerous and could violate the gain-of-function moratorium, despite EcoHealth's position that it would not. According to the documents, the NIAID, under the direction of Dr. Fauci, did not reject the proposal. They went ahead with the research at Wuhan and several sites across the U.S. Dr. Fauci has repeatedly maintained his position, under oath, that the NIH and NIAID have not been involved in gain-of-function research with the EcoHealth Alliance program. This appears to be contradictory to Major Murphy's analysis and the rejection from the Biological Technologies Office at DARPA. 
Major Murphy's report goes on to detail great concern over the COVID-19 gain-of-function program, the concealment of documents, the suppression of potential curatives like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and the mRNA vaccines. To be clear, Major Murphy is not the source of our reporting. As far as we're aware, he has done nothing that violates his oath of service to our country. We were able to track him down, and though he couldn't go into detail about the hidden documents, he did offer this heartfelt statement. I offer no comments on the investigation or internal Marine Corps deliberations. I offer a brief comment to those that desire answers and to those that withhold them. To those seeking answers, I offer encouragement. There are good people striving for the truth, working together in and out of government, and they succeed. To those that withhold, I pray for you. Find the moral courage to come forward. Don't let a lie be our legacy to posterity. People will forgive. A commitment to truth is in the heart of this nation. Semper Fi. Project Veritas reached out to DARPA for comment regarding the hidden documents and spoke with the Chief of Communications, Jared Adams. Doesn't sound normal to me, no. Like I said, if, it, if something resides in a classified setting, then it should be appropriately marked. I'm not at all familiar with unmarked documents that reside in a classified, in a classified space, no. Um, that, like I said, that doesn't, doesn't sound like, I mean, it's, it's not good practice to put unmarked materials in, um, you know, in a, in a classified space, but there may be, there may be cause to because um, something is determined to be classified, um, but it wasn't, you know, originally marked appropriately. I'd be happy, Robert, honestly, to investigate and, you know, talk to the people who would own this document within the agency, ideally the, you know, the director of our biological technologies office or the deputy director of that office and try to ascertain, you know, why it was the case. So here's the question. If the Department of Defense, the same people who make our nuclear arsenal, felt this research was too dangerous to proceed with, why in the world did the NIH, NIAID, and EcoHealth Alliance recklessly disregard the risks involved? Did they purposefully change the definition of gain of function in order to bypass the moratorium? Further, who at DARPA made the decision to bury the original report that could have raised red flags to the Pentagon, the White House, or Congress, which may have prevented this entire pandemic that has led to the deaths of 5.4 million people worldwide? caused much pain and suffering to many millions more. You know, it's interesting because Senator Roger Marshall actually took him to task and when interviewed mm -hmm. afterwards had said that we got him on the run and we see that he's using semantics yeah. and so forth and he's trying to get out of what has clearly taken place there. Yeah, I think he's got his hand caught in the proverbial uh, cookie jar there. And, you know, you know, long time ago, we were talking several, several months ago, Rand Paul had cornered them without that information. And he had already been trying to change the, the, the definition of gain of function. And now uh, the very thing that uh, they were seeking to stop. And I mean, he kind of they just, you know, with with the Echo Health deal, they basically flew under the radar. They said, hey, we're not going to obey the moratorium. We're going to go ahead and give money to the China Wuhan lab anyway. And much of that money could have been obviously used for gain-of-function research, and that's the big concern. And the irony is you've got the, the fox, you know, running the, running the hen house and telling <laughs> us what to do. This is crazy. No, it is, it is really interesting, you know. And one of the things that we try to talk about here a lot is the, the reality when it comes to, you know, getting the vaccine and so forth. 
Um, the, the biggest concern that I know that we have as a ministry is the narrative behind it. And also, it does seem, as you we had quoted, and maybe you guys didn't hear it from the last time we talked about this in The Great Reset, but Rahm Emanuel, not letting any sort of... Any good crisis an, go Any good crisis go to waste. And that's been something reiterated and reiterated over and over again and used over and over again. And the fact is, is that when we have kingdom goggles on, when we're when we're scripturally minded in the way that we look at these events taking place, we look and see, wait a second, there's a narrative that's going on here. It's not simply, oh, well, you know what? They just care so much about people with diabetes and and so forth. I, you know, they've never stopped anything going on at McDonald's, but you know, they really care about our health now. And it's the reality that over and over again, we see the Prince of the Power of the Air, we see the times and the seasons, and we see once again, control, control, control. And that that really, this is a push towards exactly what we see in the scriptures of Holy Writ. Yeah, and I'm sorry, when it comes to liberals telling us that, you know, I mean, I, I never could get past when somebody believes it's okay to butcher a little baby in the womb. Yeah. And they fight for that right to kill babies in the womb. I have a hard time really believing that they care about five-year-olds. You know? No, I think that is a absolute great point. Uh, except their own, of course. Uh, yeah, except their own, the except for the that ones that kill. they didn't kill. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly right. But when we see over and over again, and, and when we recognize there is the, the precursor, this. We're not, we don't believe uh, that this is the mark of the beast. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One, I don't see the temple out there. I don't see the Antichrist being revealed. I don't see people worshiping the Antichrist and allegorizing that to the point of this being a deception, which obviously the Antichrist is a deception, but what comes in the end times is the fact that people are given over to the lie that they will not believe the truth because there are a number of factors that have to come out. Now, we did an entire episode of that, but I know, Joe, I I thought seeing some of the comments, you know, we have a lot of people on here. We do want to reiterate the fact that we do see this as programming people. And but this has been going and on. And it could definitely lead up to the mark of the beast or without uh, a doubt. That's why I was quoting Gates earlier. In fact, really yeah. really quickly, uh, you know, Gates is, you know, his Microsoft uh cryptocurrency system using body activity data. And they've got a patent on that to use you know cryptocurrency and you know being able to use your currency with with you know your, your with your body activity. Just kind of interesting when you think of the mark of the beast, and we don't know where that's going to go. But their patent for that is published with WO 2020 06 I thought, man, you know, you already had, you know, that's that's you know, Microsoft. You already had Apple. You know, the first retail Apple was six hundred sixty-six dollars and sixty-six cents. No joke, you guys. Uh, what's you it know. biting again? What's what's this logo? Yeah, the logo is a uh, app with the you know being bitten out of right and. uh and then Microsoft, I just thought, wow, it's a crazy number right there. But we do understand, and, and we just quoted uh, or talked about MIT and Rice University now, uh, and how uh, basically he is trying to get, you know, a basically an implant done with the vaccination. So, you know, Satan's ingenious, and this could actually lead in that way. But for those who are saying this is the mark of the beast, I, I lovingly disagree if you say this is the mark of the beast now. And you got to be very careful if you do that, because what you're doing is you're condemning everybody that has, uh, every Christian that has uh, been vaccinated, you're saying has the mark of the beast and is damned to hell. Because Revelation chapter 14, Amen. anyone who takes the mark of the beast is damned, doesn't show any repentance afterwards or anything. And that's, by the way, 
during the tribulation period, when the Antichrist is sitting in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, but some professing Christians are saying, no, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, and therefore when you take the uh, the vaccination, uh, therefore you have taken the mark of the beast into, and that's the Antichrist sitting in the temple. No, the Bible is very clear that the Antichrist is literally a person. The mark of the beast is the number of a man, and his number is 666. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that a man, it speaks of the man, he's called the man of sin or the man of lawlessness. And it says he'll sit in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. In fact, Jesus in Matthew chapter 24 verses 15 through 18, he says, when you see the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. And he says, as spoken of by the prophet Daniel. So when Jesus is talking about the holy place, how, how did the Jews understand at that time? They understood the holy place as being the temple. And he was just talking about how not one stone would be standing on the other, it would be thrown down. And we know this because Jesus refers to the holy, the Antichrist and being in the holy place, setting up the abomination of desolation, as spoken of by the prophet Daniel. When you go to the book of Daniel, whether you go to chapter 11 and 12, you go to chapter 9, you go to chapter 8, you go to a few different chapters, you'll see him talking about the temple being desecrated by the Antichrist. It talks about how the sacrifices, uh, the two sacrifices during the day, right? There were two separate sacrifices that were pictures of Christ that these will be put to an end. They'll be put to a stop. And the Antichrist will sit at the temple of God, show himself that he's God. So speaking of a literal temple, literal Antichrist sitting in the temple, we have to be really careful. You start allegorizing scripture, then you get people's eyes off of what God's word says, and then they become susceptible to deception because they say, oh, well, guess what? This can't be the mark of the beast later because the vaccination was the mark of the beast. So I could take this 666 because so-and-so convinced me that that was the mark of the Antichrist. So I could take this number. That's not the mark of the beast. And you could be setting people up for deception because you're teaching that something is the mark of the beast that's not the mark of the beast. And we haven't had an angel flying through the mid-heavens saying, don't take the mark of the beast yet. Revelation 14, 9 through 12, it tells us that's exactly what will happen. Yeah, and, you know, to be honest with you, the allegorization, as you mentioned already, when you talk about him standing in the holy place, when you talk about him standing in the temple, and to think that that can be allegorized to the point that you put this mRNA thing in your arm, and therefore now he's standing in the temple. right hand or or forehead, not a jab in the shoulder. Yeah, no, no, it's very true. But none of that says that, oh, you know, we don't take it seriously what's going on in terms of the precursor. And the fact is, is that yeah, Joe... Yeah, we take it very seriously. We're watching it very carefully. And Joe, your entire ministry, whether it's they sold their souls for rock and roll, whether it's Hollywood's War on God, whether it's the new Marvel and DC uh, video that we'll be have, having come out in the next month or so, all of them, I hope that's not too much pressure on the editors, but all of them, all of them, what have they been showing? A conditioning over and over again, whether it's the X-Men, right, conditioning that, you know, those who are in the LGBTQ community, you know, they're really the X-Men and they have this superpower. And whether it's the mean old Christians, whether you watch the film, and we just talked about this over hanging out at my house the other night, the film Happy Feet. Where you have the the Christians are these people that just don't understand, but Happy Feet, who was born differently, he's the one who really understands when it's completely an allegory to show you how wicked and how horrible, and they just don't understand, you know, these bad, bad Christians. Over and over again, you see film after film, song after song, movie, TV show, it doesn't matter, the programming of the Christians as the bad guys who just don't understand. And now to be able to program people to the vaccinated or the unvaccinated leads us right up to the people with the mark and the people without the mark. Yeah, so we've been exposing, as you mentioned, Chad, uh, whether it's they sold their souls for rock and roll and many of the clips that aren't even in, they sold their souls, how Satan uses music, Hollywood's War on God, how Satan uses Hollywood movies, uh, Jason's uh, 
uh, video, which is great, Hollywood Unmasked 1 and 2. Uh, we, you know, uh, the, the, our Marvel videos that are coming out now, which is <laughs> the most influential thing that's hitting the kids right now, uh, and how all these are being used. And we do believe that you can't just say, hey, it's in everything else, but uh, journalists, politicians, uh, leading top medical practitioners, they have nothing to do with where this is headed. That's why we watch them as well. But we're careful not to say something that's not true. That's one th reason we have a great reputation by the grace of God as a ministry, because we don't have a bunch of egg on our face by saying a bunch of stuff that's not true in the past that's come back to haunt us and discredit our ministry. So we're very careful not to, not to say things that we can't document. And um, we're not perfect, you know, so test everything that we say, of course. We always, I say that all the time, test test what we're saying, okay? Because we're not going to be absolutely perfect, but guess what? People know we're sincere, and we're, we're, we've got footnotes, man. We do try to do a scholarly work to where you can see the data where we're getting our information from uh, to say, hey, wow, this is legitimate. So we want to make sure we're not saying something that's unscriptural. So a lot of people pop it off saying, this is the mark of the beast, and creating a hysteria we got to be careful. You start saying that, you start leading people astray. The Bible says teachers will incur a stricter judgment. So I remember when Y2K, I used this last night when I was talking about COVID lies and, and, and hysteria and so forth. And I talked about uh, how Y2K was coming up. 1999, man, Y2K. And you had Chuck Missler and other people breeding a lot of hysteria, leading uh, teachers, prophetic teachers, saying this was basically the end or harbinger of the end. And, and I told the fellowship, I go, you know what? I'm looking at scripture, man. Temple's not rebuilt. Uh, the signs that Jesus talked about, Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke uh, 21, uh, of a discourse, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and 5, the book of Revelation, Daniel, they're not happening yet, okay? And I said, you know what's going to happen? Y2K is going to come. I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's, this big computer glitch is going to just destroy the world practically, and, and there's going to be that great reset then. Okay, we see these guys talking about a great reset now, which is way beyond then. we got to watch where it's going. But we also say, hey, wait, these could be birth pains. It could take a little while or it could speed up. Just keep your finger on the pulse. Stick close to Jesus. And guess what? I told the fellowship in the study I had right before Y2K. I said, if something goes down, whether it goes down or not, we'll have a feast of charity, man. We'll get together with the brothers and sisters. And Jesus said, don't freak out. You know, don't worry. The Lord, you look at the birds there. The Lord feeds them. He takes care of them. He's going to take care of us. He's on the throne. And a lot of the church was freaking out. Guess what? That day came and went. So we want to, we're, we're still here because we're, we try to be steady in Jesus. You know, we want you to be steady in Jesus. And the Bible says, he that keeps his mind stayed on the Lord is kept in perfect peace. And we want you to have peace in Christ. That's why we always emphasize the answer is in Jesus. Make sure you have a relationship with him. You can have all kinds of understanding, but if you don't have love, the Bible says you're zero, man. You're nothing. Okay. The Bible says you can understand all mysteries and, and you'll just, and you can speak in the tongues of men and angels, but you have not, not love. You're like a clanging symbol, you know? So you want to make sure you have Jesus, and that you're walking in love toward others that disagree with you and you're praying for them and caring for them. At the same time, you're patient and humble, recognizing the data is fluid and you don't want to have a bunch of egg in your face like a lot of those who are the proponents of the Y2K saying this at the very end. Now, at the same time, we're watching where this is going, but we know what the scriptures say about the mark of the beast and that it goes on your right hand or forehead. And that's what we warn the, the, the people of God about, what the scriptures actually talk about. We don't twist something into being the mark of the beast when it's not clearly the mark of the beast. Yeah, amen. And we want to get that across as clear as day to people. One, because I believe you are condemning others. And, you know, you're talking to two people who have not vaccinated. I will not be vaccinating uh, my children, either my wife and so forth. And the reality is also that I do not condemn those who decide to vaccinate. 
And I, I think we have to get to a place as believers where it isn't. And if you believe it's the mark, then yeah, I hope that you are not just simply writing on Facebook groups. If you really believe the mark was there and, and people are taking it, you should do everything you can possible to stop it. But the reality is it doesn't line up with the scriptural paradigm of time and, and events that need to take place in order for that to be here. Right, and we have to see that some of the prognostications that have come forth from conservatives, like, for instance, because many ferrets died when some of this mRNA, mRNA stuff was first rolled out, right, when they were studying, that was a concern. They supposedly they changed it to a degree where that wasn't going to happen. So we were looking at this last fall, which just passed, and winter, which we're in the middle of right now. That's when if the timing with regard to the ferrets dying Supposedly, it was projected humans should be dying in mass right now who took the vaccination. Well, we're not seeing mass humans die yet. I'm not saying it's going to start happening, but I've been careful to say, no, I'll watch these things, but I'm not going to say these things are going to happen because what if they don't? You know, I'll be found to be a false witness and I don't want to ever be a false witness. We've seen by the grace of God too many, we've seen tens of thousands of people by God's grace through this ministry come to Christ. Lives changed, people born again, whole families and, and churches impacted. It's, it's beautiful. Why would I jeopardize what the Lord is doing wonderfully through the ministry by his grace by giving a false report? Now, there's thousands of reports out there from conservatives that's already flooded them. It's out there. We're just, but what we are saying is, hey, guess what? There are people with bad motives who are lying, who are basically, you know, based on a quest of control. And they're using this to march that agenda forward to a degree. And this very well could be part of that end time paradigm that the scriptures talk about. And so far it's looking like that. Is it the mark of the beast? No. Can it be a harbinger of the mark of the beast and saddled with the mark of the beast and make it easier for people to take the mark of the beast and be excluded from society? Definitely that can happen. That's what we're watching yeah. for. And it may not happen that way, but it's looking like it very well could be that. Yeah, amen. And we need to keep our, our eyes and ears peeled. And I, I do want to read from the scripture because I, I had a couple of people say a few comments in the in the chat. You know, we have quite a few people in there. You know, we love you guys, even those we disagree with. And we're hoping that the scriptures shed light on this. So I do want to read what we're talking about from Revelation chapter 13. I'm going to start all the way at verse 11. We're going to go right through it so you can see some of the hallmarks, some of the birthmarks when it comes to this so that we recognize some of the things that accompany it because I do see some just just some incorrect information being peddled on there that I want to try to just enforce this. It says, Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and he spoke as a dragon. He exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and makes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose fatal wound was healed. He performs great signs though that uh, so that he even makes fire come down out of heaven to the earth in the presence of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth because of the signs which it was given him to perform in the presence of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who had the wound of the sword and has come to life. And it was given to him to give breath to the image of the beast, so that the image of the beast would even speak and cause as many as do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Remember, we're accompanying worship to this. Signs and wonders and worship. Now verse 16. And he causes all the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free man and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehand. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or sell 
except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for the number is that of a man, and the number is 666. I'm sorry, guys. If you read that text, you cannot say there is this secret jab that people are shoving in their arm, not the right hand or their forehead, and therefore they are now taking the mark of the beast because they're the temple of God, and now he's standing in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That is Who not is? taking place. You know? Yeah, the, the mark, the, the mark, mark is doing it. The, the, the virus, I'm is sorry, the Christ, you know. I don't mean fact, to get riled up with this, but it bothers me because it, it, it hurts my heart it, it, for people it, that aren't it, lost and they're saying this. Scripture, yeah. It can mean anything. We say, oh, this is this and this is that, you know. And it's important too. I mean, I went through seven reasons, seven biblical reasons last Wednesday. Uh, on, on the lies that we dealt with with regard to this disease. And I, you know, the algorithms again, I'm fearful of because then this thing will be taken down. It's probably going to be down right before we, we get this done. But hey, we're hopefully, get, you know, we got you guys listening and hopefully passing the news is, is I went through seven biblical reasons this is not the number of the beast. And one of the ones was one that Chad just read. But uh, I had mentioned to you in Second Thessalonians chapter two, I didn't even use that in the message, but it talks about the man of lawlessness will sit in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, okay? And that background from that passage is Daniel and Matthew chapter 24. Jesus talked about the temple, and he talked about the abomination of desolation, standing in the holy place. That's where the Antichrist will have this image of himself made that Chad just read about in Revelation 13. We know he's talking about the temple because he talks about, calls it the holy place, okay? First of all, the non-believers are not the temple of God. So if you're saying all these millions and millions and millions and millions of non-believers who took that you're saying they're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Non-believers don't have the Holy Spirit in them. They're not the temple of the Holy Spirit. Also, when Jesus says, as spoken of by the prophet Daniel, now let's go to the prophet Daniel. You see, he's obviously talking about the temple and the regular sacrifices being put to an end. So the Antichrist sits in the temple saying, hey, worship me. And Jesus refers to the abomination of desolation spoken of, he said, by the prophet Daniel. We read in Matthew or Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, with the middle of that seven 70th week, that seven-year period, the 42-month part when the temple sacrifices are put to a stop. And then we read, and he will make a firm covenant with the many for one week. That is the Antichrist will make a firm covenant for one Shabuah. It's a Hebrew word for a week of years in this context. But in the middle of the week, in the middle of the Shabuah, the 42-month mark, three-and-a-half-year mark, he will put a stop to sacrifice and grain offering. Okay? Uh, the people, when they took the, the, the vaccination, put a stop to uh, you know, grain offerings and sacrifices? No. And on the wing of abominations will come one, will come one who makes desolate, even until a complete destruction, one that is decreed, is poured out on the one who makes desolate. And then chapter 11, verse 31, it says again, uh, forces from him will arise and desecrate the sanctuary fortress. They'll desecrate what? The sanctuary fortress, that's the temple, and do away with the regular sacrifice. And they will set up the abomination of desolation. It's also in chapter 8, verse 11. We can go there as well. So Daniel definitely has the temple in mind. Jesus has the temple in mind. Paul has the temple in mind. In Revelation 13, in verse, uh, Revelation chapter 11, uh, they're told not to measure the outer course of the temple because it's been given unto the Gentiles to trample underfoot because it's going to be used by the Antichrist, the end times. And we have to be very careful not to twist Scripture into our viewpoint. And we love people who disagree with us, but we got to be honest with you. you got to be very, very careful because if you start telling people this is the Antichrist and this is the mark of the beast, and then all of a sudden years go by and you realize people know because Christ comes back and defeats the Antichrist. And, uh, you know, after he sets up his kingdom 
42 months later or so, we don't know the day and the hour, Christ comes back and crushes him. That would mean since COVID came out, well, and the vaccinations have come out, that would mean we only have a couple years left before Christ comes back. Uh, and then you're going to have all kinds of egg on your face. So we encourage you to wipe the egg off before it happens and say, you know what? I need to step back and cool my jets a little bit and say, okay, Lord, what's going on here? Maybe I'm jumping the gun here. Uh, otherwise, guess what? You're going to have a lot of people feeling condemned. You might have people committing suicide because you made them think they've taken the mark of the beast. They're damned forever, you know? And if that's not the case and it's not the mark of the beast, that's quite a heavy condemnation to saddle them with. So I say in love, be careful. because I And I, I just speak my heart to you because that's my heart in my heart for myself. I want to make sure I never do something like that. I want to love you as myself. Say, hey, be careful. Don't speak any untruths in the name of your zeal. Yeah, amen. And this is really important. And we also... You know, accompany with that, and and I know we have to speak fervently against, uh, you know, going beyond that which is written, and even going in contradiction to that which is clearly written regarding these things. But also, we want to recognize the seriousness, and also when we see things taking place. And I and I want to I wanted to play this story, and it, it was covered by a number of news outlets and so forth. But it's it's regarding a child in Canada and a a note that they were given at a Ronald McDonald House. And I want you to see what's going on, because if you think, you know, well, all those people in the higher ups and so forth, they just really care about my health and, you know, everything that's going on in terms of the mandates and this stuff. It's just because they're good hearted people that, that want to do this and, and want to help and and so forth. But the reality is when I see the end times as well, and, and I know I, I don't want to get off topic again on this, but when you see in Second Thessalonians, as we already talked about. The people that are deceived there are those who are unwilling to come to the gospel of Jesus Christ. The people that are deceived are those who are unwilling to believe the truth. They refuse to love the knowledge of the truth. They the refuse the it. Yeah. And you're going to see that happen. And I know, and I brought this up, and I was just talking about this with somebody uh, in a recent interview. Actually, in post-production, we were talking about it. And I said, you know what, a few years ago, you know, in 2019 even, if you would have said, hey, you know, Chad, maybe, you know, Joe, if you, you might feel the same way, but I know I did at that time. Hey, you know, what do you think about, you know, in terms of an end times timeline, where we're at? Do you think that we're, we're ready to receive the mark of the beast and so forth? I always said, no, I think people, you know, may not be ready for that sort of thing, that they would be ready to turn their neighbor in and so forth. Hey, that person doesn't have the mark. They shouldn't be eating it, you know, and so, and, and so forth. I thought maybe that, that wouldn't happen. But then in 2020, we're outside and we uh, we let our, our son, who at the time was seven, at the time he turns nine in a, a week, and I, I was I was excited, you know, he was going to go play with some friends and play some football outside in the grass in a nice, you know, summer day, and we're out there playing and the cops show up because somebody called the cops because seven, eight, and nine-year-olds were throwing a football around in the grass, and I said, you know what? That, that was me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. I'm the one running in front of your car trying to catch it <laughs> when I was young. And it's so funny because I looked at that. It's not that funny. I looked at that and I said, you know what? I think people are ready. I think they're fully ready. Hearts are getting hardened. To turn people in and to say, you know what? It'd be brother turning against brother, sister turning against sister. Christians are the new lepers. And those Christians over there, you know, those evil people... Uh, that didn't get the the vaccine, even if you want to use that you know allegory, we'll use it that way. Uh, th- let's turn them in. And if you don't, if you think it's all about health, and then we're not being programmed this way or that way, and you watch all the celebrities push these things and visit the White House and sing songs, and then you see this going on at the Ronald McDonald House, 
in Canada. I want you guys to see this father asking if the letter that he got is legit concerning kicking them out. So this is a piece of paper. Can I please zoom in on it? This is an eviction notice, I believe, to anybody older than five who's not vaccinated is going to be evicted from Ron and Donald's. So I'm just going to go talk to people at the counter and see if it's legit or not. Guys, this is absolutely heartbreaking. You know, when you when you hear that, when you see that clip, when you see him expressing him, this is this is pure evil. You know, he he goes on in that clip to say, "Look at this. We have you're going to be kicking people out of Ronald McDonald House, where children have leukemia, where you have kids with Down syndrome, and you're going to kick them out in order to." make them get a vaccine or otherwise. Like, that is serious, guys. You think they care about those kids' health? It's a lie. The reality is, is vaccinated people are passing this all over the place. And they're willing to kill children. That's what you're ultimately doing. You're pulling the plug on these children, kids with cancer, kids with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. You are pulling the plug on them and saying, you know what? Get out of here until you get the vaccine. This is why we say it's conditioning. When you can get someone to acquiesce to this, if you can get... People who are helping children to acquiesce to this, I think people are ready for the mark of the beast. Yeah, and the good news is, that's really, really sad news. Uh, The really good news is that Jesus said, do not hinder the little children from coming to me. Uh, He may not be uh, allowed to come to McDonald's. He's welcome to Jesus who said, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavily burdened, and I will give you rest for your souls. My, My burden is light. My yoke is easy. So Jesus invites us to him, he invites the little ones to him. He says, of, for such, of such is the kingdom of God. In fact, we must be like little children, Jesus said, to, to enter the kingdom of God. He says, unless you're converted, you become like a child, you by no means will enter the kingdom of God. And that means we've got to humble ourselves. The Bible says God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. And the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he'll exalt you in due time. So we have to admit before the Lord God, because if we're not humbling ourselves before the Lord, we're not getting into heaven. We're not getting into God's kingdom. But if we humble ourselves, we recognize that we're spiritually impoverished, that about Jesus talked about when he gave the Sermon on the Mount, the most popular message ever preached on the planet. He started off by saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for of such is the kingdom of God. Who's the poor in spirit? It's those who recognize 
that they have no righteousness of their own by which they can earn their way to heaven, that we're doomed because of our sin, that our sin excludes us from God's kingdom, recognizes that God is good and gracious and, and that Jesus Christ paid the price of our sins on the cross so we can be the righteous of God in him and that we can have the faith, we can be covered by his blood, forgiven of our sins, and we can have the faith of we have faith in Christ and thereby we pass from death to life and then we are the righteousness of God and we are in Christ Jesus. So we want to encourage you right now, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, that need to recognize that guess what? Yeah, you're a sinner, man. We're all sinners. Doesn't matter how much you know about COVID and the Great Reset and all that's going down. If you don't know Jesus and you're rejecting the truth, you'll give into this system eventually because as we've been talking about, all those who refuse to receive the love of the truth will be given over to the strong delusion. God will give them strong delusion to believe the lie. He'll say, okay, you can have the lie then. But you have to embrace the light. Jesus says, walk in the light while the light is here, unless the darkness come. He says, right now is the time to become children of light. And that means you want to receive Jesus Christ, who said he's the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father but through him to be saved. And the Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We have a bigger problem than COVID, guys, by far. We have a bigger uh, problem than the U.S. government and where it's going and, and the lying mainstream media. We have our own sin problem. And sin has a 100% mortality rate. And the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means you and me. The Bible says the point of man wants to die, but after this, the judgment. We're all going to die and we're all going to stand before God in judgment, man. And if you are in your sins and you're in rebellion to God still, you will be sentenced ultimately to the lake of fire for all eternity. But if you ask God for mercy and say, I want to become a Christian, I want to know Jesus, I want to be saved, the Bible says as many as received Christ, he gave the right to become the children of God. And we want to encourage you to do that now if you haven't done that. And if you do know the Lord, we just want to encourage you, man. Stay scriptural, man. Don't go beyond that which is written and stick with the Word of God and fight, spend more time in the Word than in the news. We love you guys, amen. That's why we got a lot of people that love our program and do this because we're all about the Word of God and what does God say. There's a lot of talk shows where they barely mention Scripture at all. And you're not going to get fed. You're not going to get a lot out of it. But right here, if you love the Lord, uh, we attract people that love Jesus. And, and we love being on this ride with you, man. And we're just going to the kingdom. And we're hoping you're with us, man. Amen. God bless you guys. You've been listening to the Good Fight Radio Show brought to you by Good Fight Ministries. If you're blessed by this show and would like to partner with us, please consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com slash goodfight. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062. Or call us toll free at 1-866-JC-TRUTH. That's 1-866-528-7884. We hope you'll tune in next time on the Good Fight Radio Show.